This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here we go. It's Hour 5 G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a fantastic day. we got some Cowboys content for you. And... Uh, you know, a name we haven't talked a lot about today. I, I think we can make a pretty good case for it. I want to get Brian's thoughts on it. We'll tell you everything we know so far about the Cowboys defensive coordinator search. The truckwreck.com fan text is open at 877-881-1053. Okay, uh, yeah, we'll Chuck has some Rangers coming up at 620. He'll get you a proper round tripper as we continue the countdown and squeeze every last bit of satisfaction out of the greatest offseason in Texas Rangers history here on your home of the World Series champs. Get a hell yeah, hell yeah, uh, hell yeah! Uh, just a week and a half now till we report and uh, and get the journey to repeating underway. Kyrie and Lively doubtful for tomorrow, Brian. Doubtful, yeah. Kyrie dealing with the thumb, and then uh, Lively with the nasal fracture is what they're calling that, and then Exum knee out. Okay, I but mean no Luca on that report. It's a, it's a tough matchup against Milwaukee. That's uh, you know, and it and it sucks because I wanted all the star power out there. It's going to be yeah. cool with Dame and Giannis and Luka, but if you could add Kyrie out there as well, it would have been one of the coolest matchups of the year. So we do not get that. I, and then my other take is we got to get this team healthy. Um, I don't want to, like, barely miss the playoffs. If you're going to stay unhealthy like this, just have longer injuries and let's tank and get a top-10 pick again. Then the, the pick you convey to New York would turn into a second-rounder. You know, that's, it, it, it's, it's turned into get healthy and go for it or please have longer-lasting injuries so we can get a better draft pick. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah, I mean, that's hard to argue uh, because it's frustrating. Obviously, this team, if you don't have really the Luka and Kyrie dynamic, you don't have a chance of doing any damage in the postseason. So you would be better suited for the for the future to end up with a lottery pick to try and add to that because it doesn't seem like even if you're making a move at the deadline, we're looking at you know the Dorian Finney-Smiths of the world, the Kyle, Kyle Kuzmas of the world. It's not guys that are going to come in and be like, huge game-changing type players. They will help. They will be yeah. upgrades. But you're not you're moving from, okay, we're a 6-8 to eight spot to now we're a top-three team in the Western Conference. Yeah, you know, I, the, the injuries have been a huge part of the NBA championship picture for years. If you want to decide we're just going to load-manage the hell out of this thing and Kyrie's not playing unless he's 100%, we're going to barely get into the playoffs and then make a run like the Lakers did last year, I'd be okay with that plan as well. You know, if, if that's what you're doing and you're confident you can deliver everybody healthy in the middle of April. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I am hoping for something out of this season. I didn't have the highest of hopes. I picked 47 wins, but losing seven of the last 11, I, I think it's starting to get the feeling now that this could be serious uh, as far as how disappointing is this season going to be. And do you want to be buyers and to what extent at the trade deadline if, you're, if you can't play more compelling basketball than this? It's, uh, it's so far just been a continuation of the disappointment. But I feel like the big difference this year is it's health-related. So if they could get healthy, I think exciting yeah. times are, are in their form. I got a question for you, the truckwreck.com fan text, 877 881 How much do you not care 
about the Cowboys now? Is, is, it, is it an all-time low for you in your life? Do you not care to get updates? Do you want the updates, but you're like, man, I'm just not going to believe in them. I, I know I'm a North Texas Cowboy fan, and I, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to listen to your Cowboys content. I'm going to engage with it, but I, I cannot see myself at all. We're two weeks removed now. You know, and we'll check in throughout the off season. But but I want to know if any, how many other people have crossed that threshold I did a couple of years ago, where I'm like, oh, <laughs> this ain't happening. I'm going to enjoy the games and enjoy the conversation and look for signs that it's going to change. But I have full acceptance now. I, I believe in it, and a championship would very much surprise me. So, at eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three, are are you finding yourself in in uh, going through changes, as Ozzy Osbourne might have said at one point? Uh, Brian, what do you think? You know, I, I'm i always excited for the draft because that's what I love. It's one of my passions. Um, team building's a passion of mine. Um, I miss it. No, but I love doing radio, but I miss that part of it. If you said, what do you miss about football? I do miss the, the draft and things like that. It's hard for me to get excited, though, about this team in a way of, like, going out. I, I know they're going to be competitive during the regular season, and – then you get to the regular and then the postseason, and you're just, you know, for some reason, you, you know, we need to figure this out. Quarterback, coach, offensive line, lack of running game, whatever, whatever you want to point to, they just have not had that success. And I think it's hard to saddle up. I think it's hard to saddle up every year uh, when you know that you know, what's what's lurking ahead. It's cool to hear you talk like a fan because. You know, Brian, you, you had a life in football yeah. working and, and as a media member, a second life. Yeah. So you've had two ways to be cynical, but, you know, you grew up with them and you were I a did. season ticket holder. I did. And there's still a, a part of your heart that belongs to the Cowboys. Absolutely. And, yeah. I, and I think that the, the Rangers growing up, you know, and not being a huge baseball fan, the Rangers captured my imagination and my heart this year with what they did. And that's what championship – the Dallas Stars, the Mavs, when you when you go on these championship runs, it kind of reminds you why you're a fan again. Yes. And and it's hard. My the Cowboys have always been my first love. And but unfortunately, it's so hard. I, I want them to do well because I think like Lucius always says for us, it's good for our business. It is. And it's good for business when Cowboys do well. You know, we should still be you know, we should be talking about potentially being us going to a Super Bowl and all that. But I I find it really, really hard. I'm going to work really hard on the draft and and talk about this and talk about how they're team building, and then but my emotional side of it will not be as strong as it's been in the past. Wolchuk is probably the number one Cowboys fan on staff here at the fan. I don't know if anybody's enthusiasm or your desire to see them win is is greater than yours. Maybe there are some that are equal, Wolchuk, but I know of none greater. Where are you at with this? Yeah, I mean, they're uh, certainly they're my first love, and, and I'll never be able to quit them. But I have, I think, finally kind of walked across the, the train tracks with you in that regard of they have ripped away all of my hope and optimism of this is actually going to happen as currently constructed. And I hope to God that it does. Uh, and I'm going to always look for signs, but in reality, yeah, I feel like it's just been the same song and dance and uh, I'll continue to always talk about them and look for ways that they can possibly improve. The draft has been very therapeutic yeah. to be able to dive into that as well. But, yeah, I feel like having having done this and trying to be the guy that's like, no, but maybe this, that. In reality, no. Uh, I think when, you, when you've done this, 
and been on this this treadmill over and over and over again, it starts to be like the realization is setting in at 32 years old. I don't know that I'm ever going to see my favorite team win a championship. Now, Lucius in the Pimp Cup, I, I know uh, your your heart became distanced from the Cowboys a while ago. But objectively, when you look at this Cowboys team, maybe no longer as a fan, but as a guy that's you know up on the news and everything, could you see this happening from a, a sports reporter perspective? See what? Them winning the big thing? Yeah. <sighs> Pause. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I can, because they were close. Like, if they just would have had their defense situation together, they could have won another round. We could have got to the championship, and then you can dream a little bit better, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If they just get to the next situation. Right. But, I mean, mean, at the end of the day, I'm from Dallas, raised here. You're always going to believe that they're going to get there. And they had some of the best teams we've seen in 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel that as well. I think there is definitely a, a, a gravitational pull of that belief. And, and, it, and sometimes you get massive red flags that are like, don't believe, don't believe. And you put your head down and you keep believing. And I wonder if that's going to get the, the, as strong of a pull this offseason. We're just two weeks in. Yeah. But I'm noticing more cynicism on the truckrick.com fan text than at any time doing this show since 2010. Finally. I'll tell you, <laughs> the, the thing that, and, I, and, and Zach and I, we both do the draft together and stuff like that. I've got to the point where I feel responsibility with my evaluations for the draft in the draft show and the draft content we have here, there might be people that aren't Cowboy fans. And I yeah. talk about players, and that gives me that, – that, that's what gives me life, that maybe somebody listening in Miami or Tampa or in Buffalo, whatever, and we start talking about players, and they, then they're like, man, you talked about those guys. That, yeah. That's the thing now because I can't, count on, I can't count on talking about the Cowboys and kind of feeling like, man, it, this is great. This is, you know, yeah. this is what they you – know, there's things they're going to do that they, they – they, this team will never be bad because I do trust them to draft well. I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't, but I don't know if they can put it all together when they absolutely have to have it. I think a lot of Cowboys fans have joined you on that journey. Wolchuk yeah. and you know, lots of others that you know, maybe we get as much enjoyment or excitement out of scouting the draft and talking about yeah. that and seeing if we were right or wrong because That's, you need yeah. something else. Yeah. The Cowboys yeah. fans aren't, they aren't fulfilled. They're not satisfied. Right. Basics running around in Chiefs gear. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I need to be, on, I need to cheer for another team. I don't know if they're snake bit. I don't know if there's something systemically wrong blocking them, but I, I know that the belief is at an all-time low. 5-1-0. Problem is, I know at the beginning of the year it won't happen. They flirt with 10 or 12 wins and then flop harder than LeBron in the playoffs. <laughs> I think the flop, they flop harder than James Harden, you know. LeBron has titles. <laughs> uh, I have moved on from being upset about the Cowboys losing. I now find great joy in Jerry Jones' misery. The way they lost was unbelievably great. Wow, that's dark. Yeah, that's toxic right there. Yeah, Just say that one for Tuesday, is. bro. Two one four. Kenny and Quinlan said I wasn't falling for the hype. No jersey, no hoodie, no tickets, no games, no mention of Cowboys on radio till this week next year. That's what Kenny and Quinlan said during What You Drinking and What You Thinking. Sure did. There's no way he didn't get caught up in the moment, though, when the Cowboys were rolling. I'm calling straight BS. Yeah, there's no way you didn't get caught up in the moment. They looked good, man. Yeah. Yeah, It fell apart. I know after the Giants and Jets, I somehow just believed that the Giants and Jets weren't putrid, horrible franchises and thought, wow, this might be it, actually. And then coming out of the bye, I was flirting with it again after the Philly and Seattle wins. So I know it's possible for, for this thing to pull into anybody. Maybe a 4-0 start could do it again. I know what that, that's what Jerry Jones is counting on. 
But I feel like this defensive coordinator hire is perhaps his best chance to create some excitement. And I don't, I don't know if any of the candidates we've seen so far or have been talking about are. Yeah. I think Wink Martindale is something that I would be kind of like intrigued by. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh, okay, this guy's going to bring the house and create pressure and maybe, you know, optimize even more than what Dan Quinn did because of his genius of, you know, calling up pressures and stuff. Has anybody in Dallas-Fort Worth fallen as hard as Dan Quinn? I know Dan Quinn got the, but has anybody... Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom. <laughs> <laughs> that one was bad. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? You know, just in like a... Just in like in a... You know, in a, a like the, uh, Chris Richard. Remember Chris, Chris Richard? Chris Richard, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Chris Richard's out of the league right is it, now. Is it... Is it is Paul Alexander? How y'all did Paul Alexander? Paul yeah. Alexander. Oh, y'all ran him on out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was just wondering if somebody had had been at such a high level. You know, everybody's talking about him as a potential head coach. And if something happened to McCarthy, they were just going to plug DQ in there. And here we go. Kind of a thing. Yeah. But I I, I don't know. And it seems like everybody that's had these 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 hard falls have been Dallas Cowboy related. I mean, he got a promotion for doing a good job, but here with what Micah said and I think what whispers coming out of the star have said, yeah. they've portrayed a, a an image now that, oh, we, he really wasn't that great. We're kind of well, yeah. happy he's gone. It's well, like, see, the oh, thing okay. about it too is a guy like, you know, here's Diggs, and man, I, I'm not, I hope I'm not trying to cause something here. What but, are you causing? Stirring it up, but Diggs, but Diggs endorsing Al Harris. I mean, I love Al Harris. And I don't I do, want Al Harris going anywhere. I think he's done a fantastic just, job. But his secondary coach is Al Harris and yes. Joe Witt. Right. You know, so he's like basically saying, well, hey, yeah, Al Harris, that, that needs to be our guy. Well, he might have an idea of what they need and what they don't. Yeah. And maybe the two You wonder about styles. those players. Yeah. Like Al Harris is a fiery, passionate dude. And absolutely. Joe Witt, I think, is a very good coach, but his delivery and demeanor is much more even keel. Okay. How much belief, how much interest do you have in these Cowboys? Sorry, Dawson. You said uh, that the Cowboys go on a 4-0 and run. You think everybody would be excited again? Is that what yeah. you're kind of feeling? Yeah, I don't think so. Not after nope. that. Not Don't after keep... that. Yeah, I think I, I think uh, interest level is going to stay. Yeah, but I but maybe you're right that the enthusiasm or belief will not be there for this a, this the next regular fans. This regular season will. I mean, people will go along, and if it gets into the playoffs, you know, we'll see that. That's when all of a sudden, if it doesn't get in the playoffs, then then Mike McCarthy is going to get fired. I mean, we were having. Eight- Fighting going on in the post game, right? You know, we're we're sitting there doing the post game show, and it's they beat the crap out of the Giants or Washington, and you yeah. got half the fan base like, hell yeah, this is awesome, uh, and then the other half base, half the fan base is like, guys, we've seen this. Yeah, they're beating up on bad teams again. Yeah. Why are you acting like they won the Super Bowl? And it's like, well, I don't know what you want us to do. We can't not celebrate a victory. It's hard to win in the NFL, but I think now that half is just growing. It yeah. doesn't matter. You can go beat and stomp on the Jets or name the X team that's yeah. bad, Washington, whoever. It really doesn't matter until January, and then we're going to be super negative and like, yeah, they're going to get their ass kicked by San Francisco or whoever it is. Well, I think Trey Aikman's right. This is going to be a miserable season for the Cowboys because the, the regular season is not going to matter. You can't enjoy the, they're, the they're not, victories. You're not, you're not going to, and you're playing a lot of really tough teams, and there'll be some probably quality victories there along the way, but it's all going to be about all about the playoffs. 817, been a Cowboys fan since I came out of my mama's womb in 77, but mm. I don't believe in Jerry Jones, not since Jimmy left. Wow, you are uh, clairvoyant there, sir. 469, I've lost all interest in the Cowboys until they hire a real coach. Uh, 214, Cowboys are the NFL printing press. <laughs> the free money fakers. Okay. Uh, stopped caring two years ago, but now I'm to the point where 
when my seven-year-old asks, why are the Cowboys our favorite team? I say, I don't know. (laughs) I'm sorry. 817, I'm now a Patrick Mahomes fan. The Cowboys are not as dedicated to winning as I am to being a a fan of my hometown team. They make it very difficult to defend mediocrity. Hey, is that you, Bubba Dub? (laughs) Can't see Chiefs over the former Dallas Texans, so maybe that's your... Yeah, your hometown team. There. You got to tie in there. Mahomes spends gotta, gotta a lot tie. of his offseason time tie. here. Yep. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of uh, with you. I'm, I'm just a huge Mahomes fan, and my heart's kind of in this one. A five one zero. I'm there. It's a sad period of life to have to face the facts, but I'm over it. It sucks so bad because college football is fun, but it's not the same sport, and they play bad football. Even the top college teams are bad, <laughs> so I can't invest in that. I'm with you, dude. Sometimes I watch it. I'm like, dear God, these are the best quarterbacks in college. Okay, uh, four six nine. I knew when, then the Rangers were really trying to win and had earned my emotional commitment. Uh, 469, I'm an adopted Cowboys fan that married into it, and this is the first year I could care less about what the Cowboys do next year. Keep listening to us, man. But, you know. Yeah. You don't have to care, but keep listening to us, please. It's tough. <laughs> Two and four, I don't, IDGAF. It's the offseason. Jerry blows smoke up everyone's booties. Yeah. And, uh, That's weed. Steven then kills it. That's a different shotgun. I never had that yeah. kind of shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does that still work? Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Uh, <clears throat> thanks to everybody for participating and, and sharing your oh, honest thoughts. That's some honest thoughts, for sure. Uh, I'm staying engaged and waiting. You know, it's kind of like when your team, uh, like I always make basketball analogies, when your team decides, okay, we're not good, we got to rebuild, you're, you're watching, waiting for a transcendent player to be like, hey, I'm really awesome. Like when Luca in that preseason, you're like, we got one. Yeah. It's the, it's the end of the dark times. It's been six years since the championship. We finally got a sign to believe. And right now in, in belief, you're waiting for a player, a quarterback, or, or a coach who's good enough to, you know, show this team the way or, or to make up, you know, with performances before Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs hadn't won a home playoff game in four decades. Yeah. No, they were they were. I mean, you're so right because 2016 rolls around. You've got the Dak and Zeke, and I'm like, maybe it was Romo. Here we go. <laughs> I'm, we got Dak now. Dak's gonna go ahead and find a way, and now we're in the hey. same damn boat with poor Dak. You know, nothing against Dak, but I'd love to see this team get back into that rookie quarterback contract window of opportunity. The Eagles had it, and now they. You know, Jalen Hurts got rewarded with the contract that he deserved, but it's taking up such a big part of the salary cap. They're like, crap, what happened? We had to let two two or three good players go, and it crumbled like a house of cards. Yep. Everything was great when Carson Wentz was on his rookie quarterback. He got paid, boom, a house of cards crumbled. I just, I, I want to know what this front office, this scouting department could do if they didn't have that albatross sitting on the salary cap and were able to spend that amount of extra money uh, you know, shoring up every other part of the football team. That that to me has got to be this the Super Bowl meta moving forward unless you have Patrick Mahomes. This is going to be a pretty fascinating Super Bowl. If the 49ers fail to win again, I wonder if this just shows as talented as their team is, as good as their head coach is offensively, you still got to have that quarterback. You can't go with just an average Joe and have an amazing roster around him. It's still not going to be good enough at the end of the day to win it. Yeah, you need an inspired performance. Because this will be another, you know, they did it with Garoppolo. They got there. They've been to conference championship games. They're back in another Super Bowl. And they've got Brock Purdy, who they say they believe in. But we'll see. Can Brock Purdy be the guy to get it done? It's rare, and it takes a tremendous amount of luck to get one done without one of those guys. And and Mahomes right now has no equal, at least an equal that can stay healthy. Where are we going next, Wolchuk? Let's go around the bases. We've got the O's trade, farm system rankings, and things that could lead Texas to a dynasty in 2024. That's next. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. It is the GBAC Nation here on 105 Through the Fan. Thanks to everybody for your uh, your feedback on that last segment. It is, it's, it's, it's a very unique offseason here for the Cowboys. I do believe they need something huge, and that's why I can't rule out something like unpredictable and and maybe even borderline weird uh, from the Cowboys here as they move towards a defensive coordinator higher. But everything I've heard so far is that Mike isn't super involved. And, you know, I think we can trust Stephen and Will McClay to come up with something that's not a total train wreck. If this was a Mike McCarthy decision, I would be very nervous. But we haven't heard anything yet that, it, you know, he's going to be like, well, I, I got to hire my coach since it's going to be my last year or anything like that. I think that's where you, you could get uh, – you know, a little nervous. Jane Slater actually uh, tweeted about that. You know, she had the incident during the the Mike Nolan season there, and I think she came back around and windmill dunked on Mike McCarthy today, which he deserved. Okay, segments brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks and DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation. It's 214 or 817-333-3333. Jump online to truckwreck.com. Thanks to you guys for doing a hell of a job the last two days when I was out. I was cruising around town, listened to quite a bit of it, had a lot of stuff to do. But last night I got to watch Abby play in her last home seventh grade basketball game. That's awesome. And she's been working so hard, and last night made a foot on the line three swish. Let's go! And the, the look on her face, everything was uh, was was perfect in my world, and uh, I'm so proud of that of, of everything that uh, she worked towards this season. So, uh, you know, in seventh grade girls basketball, that's an accomplishment. It's a big deal if you make a three, especially at her size. So here's Woolchuck with your proper round tripper. Hell yeah, that's awesome, and I'm happy to hear that. A big accomplishment, of course, Adrian Beltre going into the Hall of Fame. We've talked a lot about that, but it was official today. He will wear the Rangers cap on his Hall of Fame plaque. The Hall of Fame announced today. Of course, he played with three different teams, but spent uh, you know the majority of his eight years really cementing his Hall of Fame legacy as a Texas Ranger, winning Gold Glove awards and just being an absolute badass, going to All Star games and of course playing in that 2011 World Series. So shout out to Adrian Beltre. Big trade in the American League yesterday as my heart was somewhat broken. The pitcher that I feel like might get underappreciated more than any other is Corbin Burns and I've talked about that for many years but the Baltimore Orioles have acquired the former Cy Young winner in a trade with the Milwaukee Brewers the O's are giving up infielder Joey Ortiz left-hander D.L. Hall and the 30 34th pick of the 2024 draft and a deal between the two the O's really, I think their they, biggest... They didn't give up any of their big prospects then on yeah, this deal, huh? They, no, I mean, I, I think that they believe the uh, Brewers do that Joey Ortiz and D.L. Hall can be like immediate contributors. Wow. So, I mean, the Orioles, though, their farm system, 
oh, still intact. Yeah, the and best in baseball, I believe. To me, and look, I, I don't, I don't think the Rangers are out of it by any means. We saw what they were able to do um, with no pitching last year. You know, yeah, you're relying on two guys. But I think this makes the Orioles the favorites in the American really? League for me. Wow, I am kind of on that. I'm on this uh, kick right now with my man Montgomery still not signed. Need to get him, man. I am kind of like I, you're, now. I'm looking at this as an arms race. Well, you want to keep your AL pennant, and yeah. to me, the only weakness with the O's, I think they stack up with you roster wise. They're young. They're going to get better. They're pitching. That was the area where yeah. it was like, man, do they have? Now they've got their big ace in Corbin Burns, and I think guys like Grayson Rodriguez are going to get better for them. So uh, to me, I think just on paper. And if the Orioles continue to improve and take their next step, winning the AL East last year, Rangers swept them. I'm looking at Baltimore as a team that really is scaring me right now. Well, I, I definitely understand that, uh, Woolchuck, and I definitely respect your baseball acumen, and, and I, I, you know, I'm with you. I, I think that based on what we saw and what's coming back at the All-Star break, if we only play 500 baseball for two and a half months, I'm not going to panic. And that's going to be your hope, right? Tyler yeah. Malley, you know, so maybe a Max Scherzer, these guys come back. I don't know what to expect from Jacob deGrom. Honestly, I'm not expecting anything from Jacob deGrom. I think that's the safe approach to have as a Ranger fan, Is- but... You got to hope that at least two out of those three can come in and give you big innings after the All Star break in is, July. Is the hope then, guys, to just stay connected into the wild card race? Stay yeah. connected. Yeah, that stay just three, four games. Just stay yeah. connected. Yeah, right? Just keep pace. Yeah, that's what you need don't, to do. Don't, keep pace. Don't, don't just totally crater right in the first couple months of the season. Yeah. Right. You yeah. just got to keep pace, man. Yeah, just that, keep that's pace. what it is. Okay. You need you need your Dane Dunnings and you need John Gray to stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Avaldi. Dane you know, Dunning is really a gonna bad man. He is. And, and look, John Gray is a guy that it's been consistency is the issue. I thought Mike had an excellent segment about him. But John Gray is a dude that I do believe has really, really good stuff. And going into the postseason last Boy, year. he looked good in the postseason. I mean, he can though. be filthy. Yeah. And, you know, he's a guy that I think mentally overthinks. He's super hard on himself. Yeah. But if he can get locked in and you can get three months of elite John Gray, all of a sudden you're feeling very, very different about this. He's definitely going to be a guy that has to give you some big innings. You look at the top Super farm. nice family. Him yes, and his wife. let's talk oh, about the farms, buddy. Yeah. Fam, fantastic. Okay, so now we look at the farm systems. ESPN ranked this today. Kylie McDaniel, uh, ESPN MLB insider. He does this every year. Baltimore is your number one farm system, six top 100 prospects. Mm. The Uh-oh. Cubbies are number two. With How did six. that happen? Top 100 prospects. You stink for a couple of years, even though, I mean, they, they, they've been competing to make the playoffs a little bit. But the Cubbies are back up there. Wow. So, and, and you know, they're a team that they've drafted pretty well here lately. How many top 100s? Uh, they've got five. Wow. They've got five. The Detroit Tigers at three. The San Diego Padres at four. Wow. How about Milwaukee? After giving up Corbin Burns, they're sitting there at number five. Where are your Texas Rangers? Well, they're behind the Yankees at six, which is concerning. The Tampa Bay Rays, who always have a good farm system, at seven. We got to go uh, a little bit of ways down to number twelve. Do you think the Rangers would have been up a little higher with Cole Reagans if they still had him? See, I just don't think yeah, they might have. They, they might have. Uh, I mean, but Cole, Cole Reagans could have been a top one hundred prospect. Yeah, sure. But he's also getting to the age now where it's like, man, you needed to get something out of Cole Reagans. He wasn't giving it I, to you, and I think the change of scenery was a blessing for him. Where were the Rangers again? They're twelve. Was Zeke Duran in there? Uh, Zeke Duran is not considered a prospect anymore. See, I th- I think that's a, a a very important name in this because he's a, effectively a prospect for them, you know. And, and they, a they huge love trade chip, yes, a huge trade chip. He's a big time trade chip, and I don't yeah. think they want to give him up unless they have to. But they've got three top one hundred prospects. 
Uh, and the write-up is, I don't totally understand how the top player on my 2023 MLB draft board fell to the Rangers at number four. That would be Wyatt Langford. Evan Carter has already proved that he's a very good big leaguer, and at least while Sebastian Walcott could be a top-ten prospect in <laughs> baseball by midseason, Sebastian Walcott's another name to watch. Beyond those top three prospects, Rangers have a lot of depth that seems to fall into three specific buckets. You have haven't quite lived up to expectation with Jack Leiter, Brock Porter, Kamal Rocker, and Cole Wynn. Notice those are all pitchers. Should be good, but not great. That's Justin Foscue, Jonathan Ornelas, both who I do think have an opportunity to make the opening day roster. Owen White, who got called up, and they're going to need something from Owen White this year. Uh, and then has a good tool or two would be guys like Mark Church, Maximo Acosta, Ian Mahler. But they're really a little top-heavy there with Carter, uh, Wyatt Langford, and Sebastian Walcott. But they got to get something this year from dudes like Cole Wynn, from an Owen White. Guys they've been developing, maybe it does end up being a Jack Leiter. They cannot anymore, I think, when you listen to Evan Grant's The World, they can't be spending all the time to get pitching. They've got to finally get some productive innings, even if it's as a bullpen arm or somebody like you got from Cody Bradford last year. Sure. you got to have some of these guys step up and actually sure. live up to their damn expectations. They could sneak out one more title by just spending into it and managing it carefully. and But they could go full-on dynasty if they can get two starting pitchers to show up. Dude, they could. Yeah. They really, really could. It was funny listening to Nathaniel Lowe talk. Uh, Lowe's been going back and watching the postseason highlights on YouTube. He's like, it's cool to watch Marcus get on, Corey hit another homer, Evan have a great at bat, Dolis drive everybody in. And then when it creeps down to my spot in the order, <laughs> I, I usually fast forward. <laughs> the team was playing so well, and they made up for my mistakes. And I felt like I was kind of the rally killer there for a while. So Nathaniel Lowe has been certainly working on consistency uh, offensively. because, And I love that. I mean, because you look at the top of the order, it's like, holy cow. I mean, this offense is great. And Lowe had some moments. I mean, two years ago, he was arguably their best offensive player, silver slugger guy. But uh, Lowe, Lowe wants to make sure when they're back in October, he's ready to perform and not be a weak link among that Rangers lineup right there. Well, that's awesome because when 6789 is cranking, this team's unbeatable. It really is, dude. When you go from that, when that bottom of the order is getting on base, now you're turning around and it's Simeon time. You know, maybe it's an Evan Carter time leading up this year. It's special. Uh, I'll sprinkle in a couple of these other things from Evan Grant as we talk about things that could lead to a Rangers dynasty. How about Evan Carter? Little Savior slash 303, 415, 573, 988 over the home stretch of the season in the playoffs. It's amazing. If he can handle himself against lefties, which will be the big question mark, he stands a great chance to be the first Ranger position player to win AL Rookie of the Year. His biggest competition, of course, is Wyatt Langford. Not sure the Rangers have ever had a promise as promising a duo of rookie hitters as this with Wyatt Langford and Evan Carter. And then I'll throw in the two outfielders. Evan writes, there are days when Leody Tavares will be flanked by the rookies, making him the old man at age 25. Tavares made big strides in 23. Next step, the switch hitter must become more of a threat against lefties. He had a 638 OPS against lefties last year. It's 639 for his career. That and the rookie duo threatened to push him towards platoon player status. Ooh. So there's pressure on you, Leody, to go out there and perform. And then we've got Adolis Garcia. He doesn't let the disappointment of lingering contract issues distract him. First-year arbitration-eligible players often get squeezed on the business end of a wonky process. He's 30 years old. He's older than most first-year arbitration players. That makes it more complicated, but it doesn't mean the Rangers don't value him. He is the heart 
and soul of this roster, and I don't think that's going to perturb Adolis Garcia in any way. But you look at that outfield, those four guys, Carter, Wyatt Langford, Laoti, and then you add in Adolis Garcia, and then, of course, Travis Jankowski, El Blondie, the ultimate platoon guy. That's fun right there for the Do you Rangers. think Langford's on the team at the start of the season? I think they're going to put – I think he'll be at AAA to start the season. I do. I think Justin Foskey might be your DH, but I don't think it'll take more than maybe a month and we get Wyatt Langford brought up. And as soon as there's an injury, God forbid, but it's inevitable, he's getting the call up. Fantastic report as always, Wolchuk. A man with his finger on the pulse of your World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Former pre- and post-game show host till we hired him away from that duty. We said, come on over here, Wooly Bully. But they still, he's in such high demand, they, they still have him do uh, a number of games each and every year, and I know Wolchuk's looking forward to that, especially when you're working for the defending champs. Makes it pretty cool. Okay, when we return, it's time to uh, chat with the Get Right. We'll see what Reggie and Blake have cooking here for you on a Friday night on 105 Through the Fan. Well, thank you, Lucius. Uh, wrapping up this week of G-Bag Nation, we'll be off to Vegas Monday after Monday's show. It's been a big day of news once again, and it started with the passing of one of the great actors in sports movies of our time, Carl Weathers. Action Jackson! The, yes, the Raiders have released a statement. The Raiders family mourning the loss of Carl Weathers, who passed away Thursday. He played two seasons with the Silver and Black before embarking on a successful acting career that spanned five decades, famously depicting Apollo Creed in the Rocky franchise, among many other unforgettable roles. Always a proud Raider. Weathers will be missed dearly by his Raiders family and as many fans worldwide. Our deepest condolences are with the Weathers family at this time at 76 years old. We've dedicated today's show to him, and uh, and we salute his, his fantastic career. Uh, as the Get Right joins us now, Reggie and Blake here on 105 Through the Fan. A good evening, gentlemen. Yo, what's happening? Which role from Carl Weathers do you most remember him for? I mean, it's hard to not think about Apollo Creed. Um, and honestly, ins- inspired by that at 840, we're going we're gonna to ask who's your favorite fictional athlete, obviously, in honor oh, of the yeah. man, Carl Weathers. But yeah, the, Apollo Creed jumps up to mind immediately, obviously. Yeah, some, that's, man, that's going to be a fun segment. 840. Hope so. What else is coming up on the show? Um, let's see. Uh, from uh, at eight o'clock, we'll ask what's your favorite memory of the 2023 season. Just you know, think about all the random things that have happened over the course of the year. And then at nine o'clock, which of these uh, Pro Bowl games would you dominate? You know, they have all these different oh, yeah. skill things that were played Thursday and the other things that are coming through on Sunday. Just you know, wondering uh, if we can get into that that machismo of seeing what we can do. You looking forward to the show, Blake? I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I don't know why we were talking hockey pregame, and I thought of something that I brought up in the show with Reggie and someone else is on it, and they hadn't seen the movie Four Brothers. Have y'all seen that oh, movie? Oh, yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Yes. And I was movie. saying it was like a top five movie. Dude. Oh, no, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. <laughs> but it's an entertaining <laughs> film. Have y'all seen it? I don't Four think brothers so, with Wahlberg. It's good. It's a badass who, movie. Who else is it? Isn't it Andre 3000 in now? Andre 3000, I think yeah. it's that Andre 3000. They're, they're basically getting revenge for their murdered mom. Yes. And the snowball fight, and they're playing hockey outside. So it just made me think of the outside hockey. Right on. Well, uh, yeah, Garrett, uh, Tyrese is in that. Tyrese. <laughs> yeah. Garrett Hedlund. I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> man said, right on. Yeah. Well, now you can workshop. It it's is a good, good movie. It's, it's a good worth, movie It's, a, it's worth a watch. I'll put that in my queue. Yep. Okay, uh, we'll be watching the Mavs tomorrow. Are you starting to wonder, are they going to make the playoffs? I mean, they're mm. sitting in the eighth seed right now. Yeah. Um, it, it's kind of a mumble jumble from like four to like ten with all those play-in and uh, playoff spots kind of right on the horizon. I think the injuries have been really riddling this team. And if you look at the schedule this month, it doesn't get any easier. You got New York, you got Philly, you got
got Boston, got um the Bucks like we're talking about. So it's going to be a tough little stretch. But, you know, if, if Luka's the MVP, like I say he is, and maybe he can carry the load again, but some other guys got to step up. I'm getting a little, a little worried now. A little worried. Yeah, I'm not personally all that worried. I mean, it's not easy. Don't get me wrong, but I think that they'll be able to be in that that playing range. And then you do have the caliber of player that one, two playing games. I feel very confident about in Luka Doncic, right? Like as long as he's healthy and the injuries that he's been dealing with are there. I think they feel like they're uh, usage injuries and they're, yep. you know, get a little bit of rest and then back to it, especially with the way that Luka grinds. So as long as he's playing, I think that there's like a, a steady baseline of what they're capable of, and I think that'll get them in the playoffs. Is that enough to win a series if if the team's healthy? If the team is healthy? I, I mean, the play-in I, series. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I yeah. think but against like a two-seed. Obviously not Denver. Because then you're playing like an Oklahoma City, a Minnesota, somebody like that. I think in a seven-game series, they probably lose to both of them, but I think anybody outside of those top three, I think with Luka, you have a chance. Seven-game series is tough, though, because then you also got to stay healthy during that seven-game series. I mean, I'm always thinking until a young team proves it that they might pee down their leg when they get into the playoffs for the first time. Okay. Or there's things that are exploitable, especially in a roster that hasn't gone through a playoff matchup yet. So, Lively played know, Chet good when he yeah, played him. He did. You know, I, I, think once Ky- I think once Kyrie is back, everybody else uh, on the roster gets about 10 or 15% better when you have those two dudes together. Even, even G. Willie? Yeah, everybody. Uh, okay, what's uh, what do you guys have planned for the weekend? Gonna have a good time? Uh, I mean, trying to maybe catch up on some other things outside of football that you see me that seemingly like football just kind of en- engulfs. But at the same time, I'm also hoping to go to this uh, Mavs Bucks game. So maybe that you know yeah, yeah, cancels out and negates out the ways that I was trying to like, hey, let's let's get back to the to the life portion of this. Lu- uh, Lucius needs some help with his flooring and stuff. If you want to stop on by the house and. What, what are we paying, Lucius? That's I think that ends up being the question. I, you know, you know, box of chicken, some beer. Hey, yes. why, why you know chicken I'll let you keep the little stilt things you got to wear on the floor to, when you lay it out of the surface. I'll let you keep those little. Stilt Wait, things. I got There's got to be like oh, a little coordination on top of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, you got to you know, paint the surface, repaint the surface down oh, there now. I don't know what age that stops being a good deal, but I thought I was coming up when I was like 21 and I'd get like pizza and beer to help a guy move no. for five hours. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Sign me up. Pizza and beer? It's a good time. I learned my lesson when I invited my two cousins to help me move, and I, that was my offer. They really don't talk to me like that. Yeah, I was like, they just day. owned you, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> this day, they really don't mess with me like that. <laughs> so yeah. what are you guys saying about this FanDuel guy? You see this story? Oh, the yeah. they're trying to get the money back, right? I mean, what are you saying if you're FanDuel? Uh, FanDuel, like, hell no. Well, damn fool. I was doing some research, and apparently the name doesn't match the card because he wasn't submitting his name, right? I think he was doing it under the Jacksonville Jaguars, like, player personnel or player whatever thing. He wasn't saying, like, I don't I don't really know. What's, does anyone know his name? Anyone remember his name? I had it earlier. But I don't Something think he was tell. saying, this Something is who I am. Yeah. This is my money on my credit card. He's like, this is Jaguar, whatever. And so that didn't match. They shouldn't have sent the money through. But since they did, and it's obviously been a whole lawsuit, I think they should pay up. I think FanDuel's got enough bread to spread around to give it back and not have this bad PR. But to each their own, I mean. And that was so the, the onus is on FanDuel for processing a transaction that was fraudulent? Yes, because it, I, I think now that there's lawsuits behind it. Like, it's not like this is just like a theory of like, oh, we think this guy did it. Like, it got proven. The NFL fired this guy. He, yeah. I, I think it's. Why would you if, want if the I'm bad FanDuel, PR? If I, well, because it's, it's business and a lot of stolen funds have uh-huh. been gambled with. Correct. I don't want to set the precedent that if 
this person wasn't supposed to have this money, borrowed it from mom, stole it from the company, mm-hmm. you know, was drunk. I, I, you, you know, you got money on Jaguars need to go to employee and sue him for a half million dollars. That would oh, yes. be my response. Okay. Well, yeah. All righty. Uh, looking forward to this show, though. The uh, uh, get right every night, 7 to 11 here in the G-Bag Nation. Felt like Jim Harbaugh there awkwardly yeah, saying multiple awkward times. There for a moment, yeah. That was my, my Jim Harbaugh crosstalk there for you. <laughs> Thanks to Lucius Alexander, the Pimp Cup at Master Control, Carter Freeman coordinating your video at 105thefan.com, Twitch, and YouTube. Thanks to a Woolchuck. Chia Fala returns on Monday. Of course, Brian brought us. I'm Gavin Dawson. The Get Right is next. Until Monday at 2, you're going home with the G Bag Nation at ease. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.